Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this was our final show in Kaliningrad and indeed in Russia before we head back to Blighty. That's right. So we're giving you a weekend's worth of podcasts. Quite a lot of stuff. Good. OK. Well, go for it, Andy. What's yeah. in it? Well, we've got our bits at the top of the show. You'll hear how much we enjoyed last night and uh, the England package that we did. Uh, we'll hear about how John, uh, our producer, met Martin Tyler. That was very yeah, exciting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, very regal. The hotel that we stayed in that was completely written off. You'll hear about our lunch yesterday. Andy went, Andy went, he went properly medieval on the Navigator Hotel, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was like Chelsea had lost. And uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, you'll hear about a restaurant that I suggested to everybody that uh, sort of turned out okay, but it, it looked dicey at one time. Tom Rosenthal was great. He popped in and uh, had a chat with us. Martin Kellner, we've talked to him right the way through. He was on form as usual. Tinsel was sensational today, Paul, didn't you think? He was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Yeah, free t- TV, yeah. um, some Russian superstitions, yeah. and uh, after the clips we had some more bits, we had a bit of everything must go, so you hear all of that, because we had a lot of stuff left over, and uh, that's about it really, and just thanks very much for downloading the uh, podcast during the World Cup, and uh, we'll be with you back on Wednesday. We haven't heard it yet, you're winding it up, they've not even heard the podcast well, yet. You can say okay, you want to listen to it first? Here we go. <laughs> Four minutes past ten. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Andy. Oh, good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I, I do. Good ap- morning. I'm already apologising for today's show because I have to confess, after 18 days of travelling, staying in various hotels of varying quality, yeah. I finally cracked. The, the nav- navigator has finally <laughs> cracked you. It's broken me. The navigator. It was the rice pudding rather than <laughs> porridge that you got for breakfast. Yeah, true. And the platter of cooked meats. <laughs> you told me that Andy lost the plot. I picked up a bit of salami, and he said, "That's death. That's the worst thing you can ever eat." That's, that'll kill one slice of salami. It's a bloke who had two burgers. It's like Elvis. One at 11 o'clock at night, two burgers in one day, and I have one slice of salami. Anyway, should we come back to this? Yeah, without of course, further yeah. ado, okay. uh, this is what happened when we went along last night here in Kaliningrad to watch uh, England play Belgium. Expensive chocolate, we're right in the mood now. We're right in the mood, here we go then. We won't sing the Belgium national anthem, obviously. Oh, 
well, 10 minutes in and uh, we've made a bright start. Our fans are out singing their fans. They've been yeah. brilliant, the England fans, haven't they? Yeah, it's a lovely open game, plenty of space. That was a close there, but it never crossed the line. I spoke to Roger Hunt. Good. I've yeah. gone on that for at least five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, bloke in front of me, Alan Carr, he's got the Facebook, yeah. he's got the Twitter on his screen, he's got emails. You have to say the lad's really multitasking. He certainly is. And uh, good news is, we got in, the bad news is, so did the England band. But they're making a lot of noise. I think they're doing well tonight. I'm on their side this evening. I know. But, uh, yeah, Belgium, two best chances, but we're doing all right. Uh, right. We'll see well, what The only thing is, I've got the wrong glasses on, so I start to see double these. There's only two, Jamie Vardy's. <laughs> So here we are, sort of, uh, what, 27 minutes in, and Belgium have had, again, a third chance, the better chances in the game. Yeah, but England are still right in it. England on the ball now, though. That's right, yeah, Jamie Vardy. So what happens here, just hanging a Loftus-Cheek swings it in, it's yeah, a little bit too deep for uh, Rashford. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny game. We're, we're ahead on bookings, which is an important thing. Yeah, that's theme. another book. Tiedemann's got books, yeah, he's got two bookings, yeah. so we're topped by two bookings. As I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the bloke in front of me, though. He's really sensational multimedia. He's got... He's gone on to Instagram now. He's got WhatsApp You're going. Spotify. He's just playing Spotify. some music as well. He's got a musical soundtrack Honestly, to this game. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to put the old Oculus Rift virtual headphones on. I'm waiting for him to go to MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Honestly, and... Uh, the bloke sitting at the England fan sitting next to the bloke with the drum is sponsored by Neurofen. I think he must be, yeah. But it's a weird game because both sides are sort of very disjointed. They're not used to playing together, so it's hard, isn't it? I think. It's got a draw written all over it. Preethi will be delighted. So keep, they should keep racking up those bookings. Yeah, half time. Yeah, it's a a strange half we, we kind of grew into it a little bit there was a chance yeah. where Loftus Cheek could have pulled the trigger and didn't it took an extra touch the best thing is the bookings every time there's a booking we're celebrating like oh you yeah. gave you wizards next year you gave him a hug off that I third did. one well basically Incredible. it's 3-0 England on aggregate at the moment so uh, yeah, bloke, we're winning the group that bloke in front of me is really driving me mad honestly I'm going to tweet him in a minute saying why don't you watch the game what a waste <laughs> of a ticket I think he's writing copy I think he's with the Kaliningrad bugle well yeah he hasn't stopped working has he well so he's working on the he's doing. There's a bit more man for a man than Alan Carr, actually. This one for the teenagers. That bloke in front of us as well, he's got a massive head in his device. I'm sure I saw that ball used in the 1930 World Cup final, <laughs> the FIFA exhibition. Well, there we are, half-time, nil-nil. Thinks better of it, works it back for Yanazai. Yanazai taking responsibility and curling one into the top left-hand corner. Well, that's a game-changer. Well, you can't argue with that. What a cracking finish. Is that Yanazai? Yeah, it looked like it's a great finish. Yeah, he took it yeah. well. A little bit disappointing there. Um, I don't know whether to celebrate or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Never mind, plenty of time to come back. Yeah. Again, they've had the better chances, although when they've been in possession, they've looked very happy just to keep the ball. When they've been dangerous, they've been dangerous, which England haven't been. He's not had to make a save yet, has he? Courtois, no, no, not yeah. at all. Lay it into the feet of Vardy. Vardy spins it forward. Rashford, what a chance for 1-1 this is. He's put it wide. Well, Marcus Rashford just had a decent chance to score, but didn't stick it away. They're not playing with a great deal of confidence, England, are they? No, they're not. And, uh, of course, we're very good on one-on-ones, but, you know, what can you do? He should have put it away. As you say, a lot of tentative play since the goal seems to have affected them. Alan Carr in front of us, though, he's filmed the people behind us. I don't know why he's even bothered to come, no. really. He could go home now. He could just go downstairs and watch it on the telly, couldn't he? What's that? A bit of Kenny Everett about him as well, never mind Alan Carr. Say, there he is. And that is that, England beaten in the 2018 FIFA World Cup for the first time. Beaten but not vanquished. They finished second in the group. Here we go, final whistle. I think it's fair to say none of the England second string stepped up and said, you've got to pick me, Gareth, did they? No, none of them. And, you know, the Belgian fans were all delighted, but, you know, it didn't really mean anything, did it? You know, ultimately, they were the better team. Yeah. I'm a bad loser. They deserve to win, though. And uh, the key moment... Rashford's chance. Yeah, one-on-one with Courtois. They've gone in, 1-1. One, one. But you can't argue that no. England deserved anything from the game. Loftus-Cheek showed a few moments. Yeah, but just a bit tentative. Absolutely. You know, yeah. should, he should have had a shot, didn't have a shot. Just... I don't know what's more annoying, losing or that bloke in front of me. I'll tell you what, I think, <laughs> I think it's taking his white immigration slip and shredding it so he can't get out of Russia. <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? It was uh, one moment of quality, really, won by them. Yeah, the um, one moment of quality in the game, to be fair. Yeah. There we are, 1-0 Belgium.
okay. So there we are. That's yeah. how it all unfolded. That bloke in front of us, I booked him for a two-week holiday at the Navigator. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible to watch. He was just he had every form of social media open on a very small laptop. Right. And, he, and he had his phone. And he had two phones, both with other... I mean, stuff I've never... Bebo. <laughs> stuff we've not, we've not seen for years. It was, like, it was just... It was amazing. It's incredible, isn't it? You just watch the game. What a waste of a ticket. We've seen really. a lot of that here, haven't we? Oh, we've seen an awful lot of that where people get to a World Cup and they're so keen to tell everybody at the World Cup they don't actually experience it <laughs> in the moment. We sound like a right pair of old farts, let's be honest. <laughs> let's move on. People saying, yeah, what's your point? Your point being. Exactly. But uh, it, it does seem odd. Like kids Them to boys. us oldens here anyway um that's how it all unfolded we caught up with martin uh, uh, tyler mm. um and uh, we had, you'll hear what his take on the game it we was, spoke to him a little bit last night it was a great well. moment though we, we were chatting to martin and yeah. we introduced uh, martin to david walker our head of football yeah. and then we introduced him to john cadigan our producer yeah and for some reason well, uh, john curtsied to martin <laughs> he, he was like theresa may in front of a re- member of the royal it was family really well, actually, what happened was his bag slipped off his shoulder. Yeah. So as he tried to adjust it, his knee bent and he's genuflected <laughs> slightly. Yeah. I mean, I know Martin is the voice. Yeah. He is the king of commentators. Honestly, but no, I, don't, I, don't think, he, I think a curtsy felt a bit much. He right? does it all the time. He saw Clive Tilsley flung himself <laughs> yeah, to his yeah. feet, yeah, like kissing right. them. That's right. He was, his old head was going back and forth. So uh, when he meets, uh, he wants to be a commentator. So when he meets the guys, he gets a bit <laughs> emotional. Right. I can very, understand very that. But true, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of an eggy moment, wasn't it? Was it was rather like, strange. It wasn't. It not been made a bit too much of it. Really, I think it's fair to say. It was good, though. Uh, so everything must go today, uh, Andy. And so we'll be uh, running through some of the stuff that we haven't got round to just yet in Russia. We'll have a bit more England chat. We're going to catch up with Nigel Adley. Uh, I haven't finished with the Navigator Hotel yet. Okay, blimey, okay. Well, <laughs> Wait they, for I, I would take to TripAdvisor. That may be the best forum. <laughs> no, no, no. They're getting it on air. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I've had to suffer. You will too. The curtains. Now, let's just say, I opened the curtains this morning in the room, having woken up, and there was no discernible difference in the amount of light in the room. We've decided what they basically they're made they're gossamer they're wait for the, the, either the wings of a moth or every time Tilda Swinton exfoliates they put it all together it's yeah. it's like a layer of Tilda Swinton skin basically yeah. uh, which covers the windows and keeps out the glaring sunlight our producer we didn't get it our producer was woken up by uh, the Russian in-betweeners at five o'clock in the morning who made a lot of noise at the I mean it, it was we got back to the hotel last night we'd not had a chance to eat anything after the game we had a quick pint and got back to the hotel a bit, a bit knackered sort of half past twelve but the garage next door is open. <laughs> I was fully expecting to find Alan Partridge's mate there, you know. Oh, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, but yeah, we end up buying a couple of chocolate bars and some water in the local garage. It's all, it's all glamour on this tour, mate, oh, I is. tell you. But when Dave came here in, in April to recce all the places, we were yeah. saying, they wouldn't let him see yeah. the room. Now I we think know that why. should have told him something. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. F- an official, I, an official FIFA say, hotel, ladies and gentlemen. No, I just want to say this finally before we go yeah. to break. I've stayed in B&Bs in Fife with sticky cars. Yeah, I've stayed in but I've one- never been to me. I believe that's the next line of the song. <laughs> no, I've stayed in a one-star hotel in York with a TV hanging off the wall. Yeah. But the Navigator at Kaliningrad is quite simply the worst hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. Okay. It makes the one in St. Petersburg look like the Savoy. Well, there we are. Uh, they're told. Do you think I've done them? I think, you, well, I don't know. The people may just want to check it out now. They may be intrigued. They can't believe it. <laughs> Welcome back to Kaliningrad, where England played Belgium last night. And it's been great throughout this tournament to get the view from back home. Oh, yes. Every Friday, Martin Kellner has joined us. Uh, he keeps a very close eye on the TV in this oh, yeah, World Cup. Right, yeah. And uh, here he is. Good, good morning, Martin. Good morning to you, boys. You well? Yes, we yeah, are indeed. Yes, um, slightly yeah. disappointing the result last night, but uh, yeah, look, taking yeah. the long view. So uh, how's it been on TV back home? Well, I'm looking forward to the big one. The big one, which obviously is Leeds versus Stoke, uh, Sunday, August the 5th, live on... Well, according to Sky Sports News, that is the big one. It's always always great fun to, you know... I mean, we shouldn't really, you know, our friends at Sky and everything. But it's always good fun to see what they're doing when, uh, you know, on terrestrial TV we have a a big tournament. And they are plugging it. He gave a big uh, press conference. Bielsa, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Bielsa, yeah. Bielsa, yeah, the new Leeds manager. And, of course, they used that to tell us, on the other side, of course, there was World Cup matches going on, but they were telling us Leeds versus Stoke, live. <laughs> uh, Sunday, the the 5th, live on Sky. Uh, I mean, I am quite looking forward to that, having uh, obviously backed Leeds to uh, win the championship, which they always do, and it always loses, but <laughs> who knows. Um, but they had this bizarre uh, on, on ITV. I don't know mm-hmm. whether you've talked about it much, the show with uh, Danny Dyer, 
Uh, who, no. Uh, ins- oh, well. I've seen this on social media. His comments about David Cameron were quite... Um, yes, was yes. this the show that Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid did last night, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I can see why they, they obviously scheduled it at, at a point where they thought... It's going. To, the BBC had the first two matches live. Uh, ITV's match was uh, so it was a bit of a gamble. Their, their match mm. was uh, uh, the Belgium England match, which could, at the time, they obviously opted for that one. Could have been uh, a decider. As it was, it was a sort of deadish rubber, you know, to, to all extent purposes. So um, they'd obviously scheduled this show because they thought the scenario they predicted was, you know, England were going to be struggling and maybe there was going to be a late goal and England would go out at the group stage and they would do a whole YOY thing with uh, Piers Morgan, who, you know, who does all that sort of stuff quite effectively on uh, Good Morning Britain. So that's why they scheduled it. Uh, a bizarre collection of guests in the studio, Ed Balls, Danny Dyer, Pamela Anderson. It was, it was Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Now, obviously, Jeremy Corbyn had had a word with his advisors, and they'd said, um, yeah, you know, turn up. It's good. You can uh, establish your credentials as a proper football fan, which I'm sure he is. He's an uh, Arsenal supporter, uh, and I think he'd say he had some connection with uh, junior football, um, etc. So they told him, turn up in an open neck shirt. That's a good idea. And that'll, um, <laughs> you, you know, and that'll be worth a few, a few votes here because it, obviously when he did the, the Glastonbury thing and everybody was singing, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, they thought, ah, man of the people, that's what I want to go for. And then the, uh, the London Live, the Jazz Fest that they did turned out to be a bit of a damp squib. So it, it's him trying to regain the, oh, Jeremy Corbyn thing. So he was there. <laughs> Ed Balls was there. Mm. Danny Dyer was uh, insulting the former Prime Minister in quite a salty way and seemed to have got uh, an awful lot of sympathy. He seemed to be saying <laughs> what the nation, what the nation yes. wanted him to say. Absolutely. Pamela, Pamela Anderson. Right. Now, I don't know what's going on there. She's about the same age as me and Andy. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, she's had, she's, she's had a lot, probably combined, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she's, she's had a lot more work done. That's true. So she, she sort of looks... I mean, it looks like there's nothing real there at all. Uh, and she, it was a bizarre booking because she, had, she goes out with a French footballer, um, which I presume was why she was booked. Yeah, but, it's, not, it's um, not the first bizarre booking in this World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's interesting, this World Cup, because in, in previous big tournaments, and I think you, you boys have produced a few, a few of these sort of programmes, mm. there's often been like a postmodern programme. I remember, I think, Christian O'Connell did one one year. And then, of course, you know, there was a sort of, let's look at the fun side of the World yeah. Cup. There doesn't seem to, they're not really, sure, you know, a Roy and HG type thing. Yeah, James Corden Can I, one, can I say, as the well. producer of A, live fantasy football World Cup shows they have regressed since then oh. <laughs> it's true because well, modest, modesty forbids me to say but they, those shows were brilliant and uh, I don't think that, that was particularly <laughs> well you brilliant. are an expert I tell, you, what, I tell you one thing you may have picked up you may have picked up on uh, Martin is that England always lose on ITV they've got an astonishing yes. they don't put that in the adverts do they <laughs> but they do it's a 9% win rate on ITV and it's about yeah. I don't know the actual 67% on BBC something like that Clive in the stocks is it <laughs> well, on the South yeah. Bank not that I'm blaming Clive we're not blaming Clive for goodness <laughs> no. sake but no. it is, it is no, remarkable no. It is remarkable. I did get a lot of uh, tweets about it. England lose again on ITV. Um, it, well, you, you boys will know it's a lot more difficult to uh, perform and appear on the commercial channel because, of course, you've got to keep your... Uh, the, you know, the director's always talking to you through the, uh, through the earpiece and telling you when a break's coming up. So you've got to... You know, uh, it's a lot harder to play on uh, commercial television than it is mm. on, uh, on the BBC. You can be more relaxed. <laughs> uh, on the BBC, yeah, that's um, the reason, yeah. but it, yeah, it is true, and I don't know. I don't, you know, I have nothing to say about it. Why do they always lose on ITV? Uh, the uh, of course, the next match, round of sixteen, is on ITV. Um, so that'll be the end of it. If, um, <laughs> if we get beaten by Colombia, but not to worry because there is Leeds versus Stoke to look forward to. Oh, of course, yeah, I believe that's on Sky. We will all be live on Sky. Fantastic. We had a very interesting moment, actually, uh, involving commentary. We, were, we, we went to the media centre last night, and it was really difficult to find. I mean, we just no signage whatsoever. We did envisage Mark Pugach throwing to Clive Tilsley, and he's still wandering by that river. Yeah. <laughs> he's not actually there. Couldn't find his way up to the gantry. Yeah, that's right. That could have been a, a, a It was incredible. Problem.
Yeah, so Martin, I gather your hotel accommodation isn't all it could be. No, it's, um, it's, my, yeah. my daughter Martha's there, and she's having the same sort of problems. There's a nightclub in her hotel, oh. still still going till six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, so she's been complaining like, although. We're getting out the tiny violins, etc. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't get a great deal of sympathy. You are a no. World Cup. We do appreciate that, but yeah, uh, we, 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 yeah. we understand. Gossamer curtains. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. that was quite I an experience. You, I heard you yesterday going about that. Yeah. Um, so, oh, Martin, have you, yeah. what's happened with Love Island? I mean, not that I've ever watched a second of it, but I mean, I know that there is an expectation I should ask you that question. Have you been keeping in touch with that alongside the World Club? Uh, World Cup. Oh, the World Club. The World uh, yeah, Club, totally. yeah. The World Club, yeah. Um, yes, no, I've totally been watching that. A tumultuous night, uh, my daughter tells me, <laughs> yeah. uh, the other night. Last night, of course, you had to stay late because it, it didn't start till 9.15 because of the World Cup. Hmm. Uh, Danny Dyer's daughter's still there. He was talking right. about that on, uh, on uh, Good Evening Britain, with the, which really is the most bizarre show I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, um, somebody's uh, done the deed, I believe, uh, Ruth was telling me. Oh, wow. Before, if, you, if you want to know the very latest, it is on the podcast that I do with my daughter. I do a yes. podcast called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. And uh, she does keep you up to date with uh, Love Island. Uh, she gives a feminist perspective on it. Brilliant. It's very, well, look, very amusing. I'll have it's a listen good. on the plane home. So, um, yes, Martin, we will, we will catch up with you next week. We're back in our... Uh, you, actually, we're not, we're back not, in the studio? We're back in the studio next week, yeah. We, um, yeah. And so we'll, we'll, we might speak to you on Thursday. Yeah, we'll probably we're speak not, to you on Thursday. We're not on Friday because of the football. Yeah, so um, we'll catch up with you next week. Uh, thanks for your input while we've been out here. And um, no, don't forget... I hope it's been valuable to you. It certainly has been. Very valuable. It's a valuable, valuable yeah. service. I, I, feel like, I feel like that little bit closer is my link to home. Yes. It's lovely sunny weather here. You know all about that. I mean, it's just been yeah. uh, like an endless heat wave. It's brilliant. I know. I mean, it's going to break by the time we get back. Yeah. Yeah, beer shortages uh, over here. And your beer shortages, blimey. Yeah, there never have been beer shortages. If you, know, if you want, uh, if you want the past Belgian stuff, you're yeah. being rationed. Oh, wow. What about that? Yeah. Uh, just you back on uh, talk radio overnight. Talk radio, yeah, yeah one a.m. Brilliant. Marvellous. Okay. There we are, Martin Kelman. Cheers, Martin. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs live from Kaliningrad. Mm. We head back to Moscow and then we get a bit of a day to wrap things up tomorrow and head back to England. We are not with you Monday and Tuesday. Jim is back in this slot, Jim White, uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, because there are games in the afternoon when we're normally with you between one and mm. four. And then we're with you Wednesday and Thursday and then again because of live football, we're off Friday. And then we are back to normal with Jim, 10 to 1 and us uh, 1 till 4 on TalkSport. Now, um, I brought a fine book out here. Um, uh, it's called Football Dynamo, Modern Russia and the People's Game. It was written 10 years ago by Mark Bennett. It's a fine book. And it's yeah, everybody I'm not going to read it now. You've torn no, off a dozen no, pages I, out. Well, I've, it's, I've served its purpose. It's held together with tape because it's well-thumbed and I've marked it all up. It was here for the tournament. And I, I do recommend it. It is an old book, but it gives you a real uh, idea of uh, Russia. And I'll tell you what I found. A few things I never got around to, Andy, very quickly, oh, yeah. right? Russians, uh, he tells us, are obsessed with the negative image they assume their country has abroad. Uh, and they always think that people think that Moscow is a city where snarling bears roam eternally snow-covered streets. I, think, I saw them, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> after this, though, that'll be different. I think they'll, oh, yeah. they'll kind of, you know, people will view it. The people that have come out, and many England fans did, they will certainly view it differently. But it's interesting that they are obsessed by that negative image. Yeah, it's it? very strange, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's no question about that. Is that it? You've got, no, like, got stuff. three pages. Somebody, so. somebody, who, um, <laughs> somebody who didn't play here but could have done. Gary O'Connor, remember the old, he played for Birmingham, didn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, he played, came out here and played. Yeah. They tried to get Gazza out here. He was almost <laughs> the first British footballer to play in Russia. Uh, Torpedo Metalurg, now FC Moscow, oh, they approached them, yeah. him. Mm. Uh, but the deal fell through. But oh. they tried. I'm not sure Gazza would have liked it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think he would, to yeah. be really honest. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, yesterday, after the show, mm-hmm. um, I suggested a restaurant that I'd scouted on TripAdvisor. Oh, yeah. uh, and it is Kaliningrad's finest apparel. Very neighbor. Look, yeah, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Tell wait, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was about a 45-minute walk. Yeah. And as usual, after the show, Paul was dying for a beer. Well, look, it's just a swift half, you know. I've, I've worked. I've, 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 I've done the show. Why not? <laughs> that half in your life, mate. Yeah. And uh, not too keen to spend a fortune, are you? You don't really like because, well, no. because of the boys. You yeah. don't want. You don't want them to. I understand. The boys why. here are here on on yeah, their yeah. expenses, and I don't want. You yeah. Know, we, we you're, very, you're very kind. You know, you're we always, can't you go always. to La Gavroche. No, because you, you know we're all on a you know, budget. You're, you're a very nice man, and you always think about other people, unlike <laughs> myself. And uh, I was getting a lot of stick, and yeah. uh, you were saying, "Oh, 
God, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be 25 quid ravioli and all this stuff. And in the end, by the time we were walking, it was so long. I was offering to pay for the entire meal. I couldn't stand it. I thought, I don't care. Even if it comes to 200 quid, I'm paying the price. And we arrived at this very plush place, only to find... They was did, that in Thrones? Yeah, no, no, wait seats. a minute. They didn't serve beer. They didn't serve. They didn't <laughs> sell beer. The only restaurant on earth... That doesn't say only wine, which is what you need when you're parched after a 45-minute walk in the heat. And then when the menu turns up, and it, the, to be fair, there were some pretty pricey items on the yeah. menu, I'm thinking. Oh, we my. didn't have the coelacanth, did we? That, <laughs> no. had that, on. that was about 12 grand. And the feeling of trepidation was not relieved when the waitress insisted on memorising our order. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, she... That's got, a thing here. Yeah. We've noticed that in two of the nicer restaurants we've gone to. We've only been to two half-decent restaurants, really. It's generally been burgers and chips. But uh, the two we've went... They, they, they see it as some kind of badge of honour that they can remember everything you've ordered. And fair play to them. Both of them got it absolutely right. She was brilliant. She's sitting in for me next week on Don't Ask Me. <laughs> She's sensational. She would be very good. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. It was a delicious meal. Oh, it was very good. In a beautiful uh, surroundings by the river. We did have a lot of England fans walking by. Yeah, looking laugh, us. giving us the old <laughs> Nescafe handshake, thinking, sitting in our throats. I was thinking, all right, I don't care. I'm in an air-conditioned, beautiful restaurant having a fabulous meal. You go and have a beer, yeah. mate. And I'm, he doesn't care. Yeah. He feels he's to the manner born, basically. I said to you, this is the perfect place for a romantic riverside dinner with your wife yeah to which you replied i'm not with my wife i'm not with my wife i'm with you three herberts and uh, actually it was about 20 odd quid each it was and brilliant the food was sensational so andy i do take that back but uh, that moment when she says no no beer <laughs> my face I grab you by the throat <laughs> mate, I was. that's when i nearly broke <laughs> i know but it was very good it was good yeah excellent um, i rec- recommend it if you ever come what's to it called? fish club fish club it's in a hotel it was it was cracking <laughs> If you ever come to Kaliningrad, you want to eat some moderately priced fish, go there. Whatever happens in Fish Club, etc. Stays in Fish Club, that's what they always say, of course. So, uh, let's. Uh, we caught up with Martin Tyler after the game. Uh, he's out here working for the Australian broadcaster uh, SBS. And uh, we just asked him first up what he made of England's performance in the match last night. I thought the first half was pretty poor, but I thought the second half was a proper game. Obviously, what's strikes you as Adnan Yanuzai was touted as an England player <laughs> and they were trying to get him qualified he was mm. so promising and it all sort of fell apart and Adnan lost his way a little bit and he scored a wonderful goal worthy of winning any international the debate will also be about where the second place is um, Gareth Southgate didn't want to lose the game mm. um, but there might be some compensation Yeah. But I think people who say that are disrespecting Colombia, to be honest. Sure. Uh, even yeah. without Hamas, who looks as though he's, uh, he might be out, came off early in the game earlier today. So we'll see. I mean, for Belgium, it, uh, the, uh, the celebrations because they've only ever beaten England once before, and that was even before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great night for them. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, no. oh. <laughs> Andy's being bitter. Yeah. Uh, we were saying none of that team, Martin, particularly tonight, England players said to Gareth Southgate you've got to pick me I should be in the no, first team and that, that's probably the most disappointing part yeah. of it whereas some of the Belgian players did mm. because they did exactly the same in fact they made more changes than England did yeah. so um, but they haven't played for a while I and mean, it was basically the team that played against Costa Rica at Ellen Road wasn't it yeah. um, and you do lose your match sharpness had, and obviously Marcus Rashford was clean through to equalise that and was the moment wasn't it it yeah. was a real chance and, and uh, obviously one of the players who is an outstanding international player was playing for Belgium was Thibaut Courtois and yeah. he you know Andy how good sure? a goalkeeper he is so there were fine margins in it only time will tell I mean the whole World Cup has been only time will tell sure. because it's so even and any team can can have a day where they could beat any other team I've seen Brazil in the flesh twice the 2-0 against Costa Rica and the 2-0 against Serbia and they've been solid but not so Brazilian of course Neymar's had his moments Coutinho's had his moments but you know they're not faultless I'm not sure that they can defend as well it'll be the team that can actually defend because defending is a bit of a lost art these days we love the Flying football, it's been a great tournament too. I've been all over the place travelling in this country and been very welcomed. It's been a wonderful World Cup. Mm. I think um, we should send that message out loud and clear because Russia gets a bad press politically, mm. but this is not politics, this is sport and sure. it's friendship and it's getting to know people and, um, and the welcome we've had here. I came here in 1980 for the Olympics, believe it or not and I didn't know what the Russian word for yes was because they never said it. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's yes, whatever, we can help. And and it's, it's it's a wonderful experience. 
There we are. Martin Tyler, the voice of Sky Sports, of course, who we caught up with uh, last night. And I've uh, just put, sent uh, Rufus, our assistant producer, a couple of photos to tweet out. That bloke in front of us last night with the largest bald head I've ever seen. It was uh, it was quite a shocker. And he was getting he was sweating a bit. And he, was getting, he was like getting quite a lot of glare off it, wasn't it? it was like, I had to put my sunglasses just, on. It was like the opening <laughs> titles of the snooker. I could hear the snooker music. It I was like seen when this. the lights are on the ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure I saw him at the Crucible in April. Yeah. But but, uh, and then I've also sent him a photo of a shop window that I uh, saw, which is basically... Ba- three white polo shirts. For all your white polo shirt needs. Yeah, it was a very odd window display. I mean, like, they'll take it, they've just they got it on hold, so they just put something on the models. It's mum, dad, mum, dad and son, all, all bald as that bloke in the stadium. Yeah. All wearing white polo shirts. So maybe it's a centre for, for that uh, that look. And while we're doing a head section, yeah. the uh, bloke in the restaurant that we were at yesterday, we just mentioned Fish Club, he had the largest forehead I've ever seen. Honestly, he made Mekon Man look like Stephen Gerrard. He did. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was a huge... Huge for Huge I didn't get a photo of him, unfortunately. So, you'll, so have, you'll have to imagine that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hawksby, Jacobs here on Talksport Live from Kaliningrad. Uh, well, normally, we get a take on um, on the next game, don't we, from Tinsel the Turkey, the predictive animal yeah. that's been with us uh, throughout the tournament. Well, I've got a special request about Croatia, and we want to get the outrights okay. and all that sort of thing. So, um, Tinsel joins us now for the last time while we're in Russia. Hi, Tinsel. So Andy's got a question. What do you want to know? Oh, no, I thought we were talking to Steve Freeth. All oh, right. <laughs> I got completely... You're going for tinsel. No, I got completely Steve confused. Freeth doesn't sound like that. I'll tell you what, I can't tell the difference That's between... That's not a West Midlands I've, accent. I've been here so long. <laughs> no, funny, uh, tinsel's accent. Uh, I know I don't speak gobble like you do, but no. I, I, I do detect this hint of Russian about him now. He's well, he's picked it up while he's... He has, Would you yeah. say there's a bit, a bit of a hint of Russian about the way you're speaking now? <laughs> Dar, he says. <laughs> now, um, we're going to see you at the airport tomorrow night. Uh, tinsel, and we're yeah. looking forward to that. We'll probably have a pint before we get on the plane and uh, catch up, and because we haven't seen much of you, been out with FIFA, so uh, that's all. That's all okay, isn't it? We'll see you tomorrow evening. <laughs> oh, he's met someone. Has he? Yeah, oh, he's uh, he's sticking around. The sly old devil. Okay, well, look, tell us uh, <laughs> tell us a bit more about her. <laughs> oh, what about that? Really? He, uh, he's going to meet her family tomorrow, going off to this big <laughs> posh country house for the weekend. That's quick, isn't it? Yeah. He, um, he only met her the other day. And uh, he says, um, they've got a few quid. Her dad's a butcher. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Tinsel, look, have you seen the film Get Out? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit worried about you, Tinsel. Um, <laughs> it's love, he said. It's love. Of course it How is. How dare you? He's not best pleased with me. No. So who's going to win the World Cup, Tinsel? England. Oh, that's very good of you. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that, what more can we say? I mean, no. we're, we're hopefully he'll get back in one piece and we'll speak to him next week. Yeah, we're on on Wednesday, Tinsel, so I hope you're available because people will want to know your predictions for the next part of the competition. 
fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. uh, I didn't understand he what he swore said. At you. Did he? Okay. I wish oh, I could give little faith. I think he said, I, can you get me? Love a, conquers all. Yeah, a gobble phrase book before next Wednesday. Yeah, I'd have to. I should write one. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hi, Steve. Yeah. Uh, good morning, boys. I thought uh, I thought uh, Tinsel would have been a big Columbia fan. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Why, why is that? Well, uh, with Peckerman in charge. Oh! It's a good job I set that up. We could have just let that go. Like, it's the home of the turkey. Just leave him hanging. Yeah. (laughs) That's very, very good. Turkey neck. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's it. Now, the listeners have weighed in with their suggestions for TV formats. We'll obviously cut them in if any of these get made. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lees has said um, he's got a tribute show to Fleetwood Mac called Freethwood Back. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, didn't go with Freethwood Mac. He could have done. He could have done with Freethwood Mac. Back as in back as in coming back. I, I, well, I ah. presume that anyway. And I, I did reply to him and I said maybe if I pinch that gag, maybe I'll be called Stevie Nicks. Hey, oh, oh that's good. He's, he's doing shoved. very well. Stuart Brumhill has made me laugh this morning. He's got two ready for you. The commander in Freeth. Uh, Steve is put in charge of the US every time Trump goes off. Yeah. He, all his decisions being driven by the odds. That's or right. Great Barrier Freeth. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve is sunk in the sea off Plymouth to create a man-made reef. That's not easy to create a man-made <laughs> reef, like is it? In Plymouth, for goodness sake. I have to admit, I'm scraping the barrel. I've got my last one, really. Go on, and what is it? I'd give my eye Freeth for that. Uh, Steve donates his collection of private eye magazines to the British Library. Wow, that's a bleak. Oh, that's yeah. never, they'd kick us out of the office. <laughs> and this one, Mark Suffolk. I think this is the, this is the very last dregs of the barrel. And it is Omar Freeth. Steve Freeth looks at the life and times of actor Omar Freeth. That's terrible, Mark. Uh, but maybe a fitting way to end yeah. uh, this, this, uh, this attempt to get uh, TV stardom for Steve. We get back on uh, Monday. We're, we're going to, so we've got some appointments at the BBC and Channel 4. If we yeah. don't get anything going, though, we've, we've decided that we're dropping you and we're taking out former West Brom star Martin Singleton. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna, he's going to take over your bits. <laughs> Of course not, Steve. I look forward to that, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you over there. I look forward to uh, next week. Yeah, we'll catch up with you next week. Have a good weekend, Steve. All the best. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I saw Martin Keown yesterday at the uh, media scene. He completely blanked me. I don't know. He still hasn't forgiven me for clean bowling him in the nets at North Middlesex. Really? He's a man who harbours a grudge, in my opinion. You're not close friends, (laughs) are you? Someone that kind of pass each other now and again. cricket with him, you know. Yeah, that's Sorry about that. Are you sure he's gutted to hear that now? And did we do the shop window with the polo shirts? Yeah, we did the polo shirts. You've done that one. Everything must. Yeah, um, I've done. Oh all yes, and I know this oh, was good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it transpired after we went to the chemist yesterday. Challenge Antica, as we call them. Yeah, uh, that he, that's what the chemist is called, called Antica. Antica. So <laughs> that's why Andy says that. He can make it. He's got to make sense of it. <laughs> well, I don't mind. It transpired that after a drunken night in Tel Aviv once, our head of football, David. Uh, brushed his teeth with hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, what a great story. They were rushing out of hotel late for a plane, and uh, he just put some stuff on the tube and uh, brushed his teeth with the hemorrhoid cream. And um, that's bad because it makes your gum shrink, I suppose, by definition. It's very true. And the other thing is... I wonder why you know like where, you know where it's You know where it's been before you, before you actually put it on your toothbrush? That's true. Really, you know, you've got, you've got a pretty good idea of the vicinity that it was last uh, used oh, okay. in. That's not a that's which horrible is, uh, thought, which is slightly worrying, isn't and, it? And uh, we so enjoyed the food here. John and I are opening a restaurant when we get home. Yeah. It's mainly serving sausages and spaghetti carbonara, because that's all we've eaten, really. He's eaten more sausages <laughs> than I've ever yeah. seen a human being. He's going to get a job in a Punch and Judy show. <laughs> I think he'll be fantastic. So I've got some explaining okay, to do when yeah. I get back, having said yesterday I kept barging on the women in the toilets. So will the moose, who's had thousands of pictures taken with uh, various ladies while he's been over. He's like an old 70s sitcom character, sort of leering over these 20-year-old <laughs> blondes really. in Columbia shirts all the time. <laughs> but anyway, he's got another two weeks of that. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Andy? Or have oh, you can basically rung I, I every last bit I haven't rung every trip. last drop of it, really. It wasn't... <laughs> what have I written here? Oh, yes, and that's going right back to the first hotel that we stayed in. Yeah. I wasn't happy about this. You two were upgraded to a suite. We got sweets, yeah, but man, haven't we suffered for it since. <laughs> They've had their great revenge. I know, you wound me up and said you had an infinity pool. I did have an infinity looked out over the whole of Moscow and you but you said really oh yeah of course anyway look we're gonna have to come back to this so we have some email we'll, we'll problems here all of you did send in clips will be credited certainly before uh, one o'clock if not we'll do it on 
fine job. We, we relied on you. Of all the live football, we relied on you listening to the output. And mm. blimey, you did us proud. So thanks. Clips, uh, calls back next week. I always say this. Oh, yeah. So if you do hear a clip on uh, Talks, we'll plan for you Thursday as we're not here next Friday because of the live football. So if you hear a clip over the next uh, six days, talksport.com forward slash HNJ. You can text to 81089. You can tweet to TSHNJ, TSHANDJ. As always, we'll need a date and a time when you heard it. So a down a time when you heard the clip. And if it's played, you will eventually get a credit. I have uh, just seen that. <laughs> this is true. I had a dream. I wasn't sleeping very well when we first got here. Yeah. The time difference. And I had a really vivid dream about refing a game. Really? And I had to make a VAR decision. And I got it right. And Graham Pohl came up to me at half time and congratulated me. Really? It's unusual for him. With your eyesight, that is a, <laughs> that's a pretty unrealistic and then dream. And suddenly... Uh, You've had a few football dreams, No, no, you? yeah, but then it switched to a women's basketball game in the second half. Wow. When I was really the Moose was there taking <laughs> pictures, wasn't he? A player slam-dunked the ball into an antique shop. <laughs> it was quite a strange dream. Oh, really. I don't want to <laughs> analyse that one. <laughs> Good morning, it's Paul Hawksman, Andy Jacobs, live from Kaliningrad. It's our final day in Russia. We head back to the UK tomorrow. And, uh, of course, lots more football will be played. It's a rest day today. And uh, the round of 16 gets underway tomorrow on TalkSport with France, Argentina, Uruguay, Portugal. Uh, joining us now uh, here in Having the massive problems with the headphones. It must be the shape of his head. It could, Sorry, it could be. <laughs> it's the Sir Francis Drake Pupper in, in Kaliningrad. Uh, comedian and actor Tom Rosenthal was in the stadium last night he's watching the game he's having a bit of a World Cup experience hi Tom good to see you thank you it's very nice to be here yeah. too thank you for having me you've, so tell us you've been, a couple of weeks you've been out here just one week oh, okay uh, I went to the Panama game in Nizhny and then I popped to St Petersburg for Argentina and Nigeria mm-hmm. and then I popped here uh, right three very very different yeah. what's Nizhny like we, did, we didn't get there Nizhny was hot right um, it was uh, great yeah lots of England fans uh, a joy a pleasure to witness our biggest tournament win ever yeah of course yeah. did you get Historic. to uh, Nizhny land it's very nice big uh, <laughs> oh yeah. very good never very good it, never made it to there <laughs> um, so what do you make a la- what do you make of last night uh, in that defeat Tom I mean, it was a sort of utterly bizarre match to, to be at. It felt like uh, everyone was just sort of waiting for it to end. Neither side really <laughs> yeah. wanted to win. I think, didn't Martinez say beforehand that he didn't even really want to win? I know. That's uh, and both sets of supporters were just having a lovely time. We were, you know, just charting and enjoying the atmosphere and making fun of their chocolate and stuff. And <laughs> no one seemed to be that bothered by the football. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I personally was just I'm just over the moon that we got through mm. and I uh, really did, wasn't that bothered um, about that result no I mean as we said everybody's been saying that that half of the draw on, on paper is easier but we all thought that about Iceland so there's a slight danger there once you get beyond Colombia which is the tougher game that's the thing that Japan yeah. would have been you know it's, look, feels like it would have been easier but you've got to beat these teams mm. and if we beat Colombia then we're well set I would say though I just I just wanted to come on the radio and say that the fan experience has been absolutely incredible mm. uh, th- this country um, is really embracing the World Cup and as someone who was a bit on the fence about coming here yeah. because of what our government told us uh, I just wanted to get on radio and say if you have any of those doubts you can put them aside like we, we need fans out here yeah. um, I went to Argentina and Nigeria as I said and St. Petersburg was completely taken over by Argentinian people. That stadium was totally full and it was the loudest game I've ever been to. And I think their team's not very good and they got through because of their fans. And I just want England fans to support our team um, as well as the Argentinian fans supported theirs because, quite frankly, they, 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 they deserve it. They've earned it. Our team yeah. is a team that we can get. I don't want our government to put people off coming out here because the Russian people, like they, they want us to be here. I, I know it's a, it's a platitude and people always say, oh, the people have been amazing. But... Honestly, they are quite sad that, yeah. that their government is telling us that we don't like them. Mm. And uh, I've got three Airbnbs, and each each one of them have said that they love British people, they love like British culture. And, and, and mm. when you're in a pub and everyone's singing England songs, uh, you'd expect the locals to be like, oh, it's disgusting. They're literally all getting on board. Like They yeah. want selfies with us. They're coming into the pubs. They, they love British louts. And like, <laughs> if you want to come out here and be a British lout, they're going to embrace it. You're not going to get arrested. You're not going to get beaten up. Yeah. There's well, no anti-British oh, attack. Oh, Try oh, not to... Oh, no, no. Uh, Kevin there from the now Football Supporters Federation. That is, that is do absolutely not, not true. Do not bring your louts. Like I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's people true. getting like, photos with all, all, all the England fans in the pub like it, 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 it's not 
what we were told it was, yeah. it was no. always going to be like. Next time you're in the middle of town and uh, you see one of the Russian policemen, you, you try that. Try being allowed. See how, <laughs> no, well, hey, see how, no, well, see how well that goes. I'm not saying be a respectful lot. Be, the, yeah, the, the police lot. aren't beating people up is what <laughs> no. I'm saying. Like We can sing our songs and we can yeah. wear our flags. Yeah. I was just reading the Guardian article and it said, you know, you can't be, be wearing an England shirt when it's not a match. Though. You can't be wearing an yeah, English shirt. Rubbish. And it's absolutely that, that mad. Not you get high five a bit. People like Russian people come up to you and they say English. We love English. Like, they, they, they've, they've taught me us Russia, Ahoya, Britannia. I don't know what it means, but I think it's something <laughs> positive. Uh, I, and I just want to get on the radio and say, come out here. I know you can't. People have got jobs and you know, spent to come well, out here. But if you, if you can, get out here because it is amazing. Well, anecdotally, that is happening. And Kevin will probably tell us more about that. One of the travel companies apparently on two days ago, like 5,000 emails from people saying, I need tickets. I want to get out and here. that so is fantastic. suddenly people I think the message has got back all the, all the scare stories have not been true and so people do want to come out here for the next stage right. you, get uh, you, you mentioned Airbnb and uh, your, your billets last night was right. Uh, you were right next to the fan park you were telling us that's, yeah. an, that's an experience isn't it My, yeah that is terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the World Cup in Russia is great the fan parks are still awful yeah. I you agree can go and the football's fine watching the football there but yeah. it's, it's the it's, it's the, 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 the butlin style oh yeah and you get the, the, the Hyundai stand where you can go and play a game to win a balloon just with, a, with, with Hyundai on it so you yeah. can walk around with a Hyundai advert oh thanks very much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's 140 decibels of Russian techno it at, is. at 10 in the morning when you've had a few beers the night before. It's not what you need. <laughs> I, I, I met this guy, this is unbelievable story, but this guy called Cameron from Huddersfield yesterday. He got an Airbnb, uh, private room, and uh, he's got like a wardrobe in it, and he starts hearing a noise from it in the morning. And he looks in it, and uh, <laughs> the door slides open, and a kid comes out of the wardrobe. Really? <laughs> Yeah. And his, his mum had just rented out his room to, to, to Cameron. <laughs> and he's sleeping, and sleeping in the wardrobe. Yes, he's, he put the kid in the wardrobe. That's so bad. <laughs> and, the, and the kid comes out, he just wants to play his Lego in the morning. It's like, a shame I thought talk, it was a private room. It's a shame there. talk sport in there, because John would fit in the wardrobe. Yeah, <laughs> fortune. Yeah, we, we thought we could have slept in that flight case if we padded it out slightly better. Now, what about the language, Tom? Have you, have you been getting by uh, oh, in the la- with the language? I mean, embarrassingly poor. As I say, I mean, I've, I've learned you know, privet, spasiba. Yeah. You have an experience, don't you, of working in Eastern Europe, though, don't you? You, you come to Bulgaria a lot to make plebs, don't you? Yeah, we film plebs in uh, Bulgaria, um, which, I mean, it is a very different experience even for there because Bulgaria is in the EU. So, you know, when you go in the shops, you sort of recognise some of the brands. But you go into a shop here, I, I've, I've got no idea what any of the stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to buy suntan lotion and uh, I just literally couldn't work out what was suntan lotion. Oh, so well. I probably ended up putting sour cream on my well, skin. Well, we went uh, a couple of our boys had some. Not, we're in Sochi, the old mozzies were in full flow, and a couple of because we, our old gnarled skin was fine, but the two younger boys got bitten to bits and they were struggling. So we went into a chemist yesterday to yeah. try and find something for the bites. And we've been using this app, this Microsoft app, which the Russian people can speak into and it translates it. And we've had some joy with it. Uh, yesterday, not so much. They, they showed us a kind of uh, an aerosol version of, of what they needed or a cream. Mm-hmm. And she held the two up and we couldn't understand it. So she said, according to our translator, she said the same. They are one and the same. <laughs> Only there is Master Ying. Got a smear. Wow. <laughs> so that's, that's that how it came profound. back. And our, um, our, we got on a big six-seater minibus the other day, and, and our head of football, David, thought he would sit in the front because he was going to pay the man at the end. Uh, but the driver said into the app, no, no, there is more revenge in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit chilling, really, isn't it? So the app has been useful, but obviously not foolproof. And I the hotel we're second. staying in, it didn't help that they already had a few bites, but the flies in their room is... An entomologist's dream. Yes, fantastic. I think David Attenborough is coming. They've got a lot of amber here. That's one of the big things you can buy. So you get a lot of insects in amber. So you need the insects in the first place. Uh, If you notice the nautical theme, everywhere you go, there's a sort of ship's wheel. It's a bit like Portsmouth. It's the Portsmouth of Russia, this, isn't it? It's also the beer capital of Russia, did you know? I actually learned it's the AIDS capital of Europe as well. Wow. Okay, on on a less positive (laughs) note. On a less positive note. So um, you head back now, Tom, but you're saying you could be tempted to potentially it, come back. It's, it's, it's been an, an incredible experience. Mm. And uh, I, as I say, this England team is one that I'm so thrilled to get to watch and I just want to support them as much as I can. Yeah. And uh, Moscow's one place that I haven't been. And I just want to I want to keep living this dream, guys. So <laughs> what, what might you do? You're going to get home tonight. I'm going to get home and I'm going to reassess. Trying to get a quarter Yeah, well, ticket. I need to, you know, have some um, vegetables. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. All we like we that. send out our roving reporter, the moose, to find a greengrocer. Yeah. Yeah. We're so desperate. Just to remind us what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll assess. Okay, Good stuff. Tom, Love, what are you up to at the moment, by the way? What are you up to? What am I up to? Oh, I mean, I uh, just 
some stuff I've, 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 yeah. I, when I can promote it, I'll come back and oh, hang yeah, out the, 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 news, the, la- the latest series but, of uh, Friday Night Dinner went down very well didn't but, it yeah. yeah well I mean they, they got very good viewing figures and it was uh, it was a great response and it's all on Netflix and all four and all that if you want to check it out brilliant brilliant. Thank thanks you. Tom Fabulous. thanks Tom thanks for popping in thanks so hello to dad me. as always and, I will do uh, and yeah, we'll catch up with him soon as well so there we are Tom Rosenthal actor and uh, comedian the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast now Andy uh, yes. as I said everything must go today and uh, oh, yeah, I've, I've, got I've, plenty. I've got some superstitions Russian yeah. superstitions courtesy of Mark Bennett's in his fine book uh Football Dynamo. So, do you want some of the things that people are suspicious about? It's a very superstitious country. Yeah, yeah. It's a very superstitious country. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Here we go. Then, uh, never shake hands over the threshold. Really? Never do that. Yeah. I'm not surprised because all the thresholds here have got like trip mechanisms. They, yeah, you've been you've been tripping over. You've been a bit Norman wisdom, haven't you? Here? I have. Yeah. Never give an even number of flowers. So if you give flowers to someone, it's always got to be an odd number. Well, I've never heard of that before. Well, no, well, you're not Russian, are you? You wouldn't have done. <laughs> Goodness sake. That's okay, true, so yeah. uh, don't show your baby to anyone for the first 40 days of its life. Oh, I mean, that's quite hard with a grandmother. They'd yeah. be like, Stay they want away. to see the baby. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Unmarried people should never sit at the corner of a table if they don't want to remain single. Ooh, where, where's John today? Well, I'm slightly worrying in the corner of the table. <laughs> no, I'm very concerned, actually. Uh, and the other one is very, it sounds, yeah. never give knives as presents. <laughs> really? That's one what thing a great bit of advice. Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> you get married, often people put it on the list, don't they? Well, a sushi knife can be quite handy if you're that sort of way inclined. A sushi knife? Oh, yeah, it's a very special Japanese knife for cutting fish in a certain way. Only he'd have a sushi knife. Yeah, I'm sure knife. bobbing our breath. Yeah, really oh, yeah. I've, oh, I've got a full <laughs> set of sushi <laughs> knives at home. And uh, <laughs> Andy Polenta Jacobs. <laughs> That's there. me. And uh, talking of uh, John, he's uh, he had a high five amnesty. Oh, you may remember earlier. Did in he? The talk, I thought yes. he was. He seemed to be blanking all those kid volunteers. Well, you said it was an amnesty. Is that what you meant? He meant he wasn't going to. Oh, do he it. wasn't. Gonna, okay, oh, yeah. I thought he'd had an amnesty from not doing it. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. He just kind of looks down. He's so British. He looks like he, he should definitely get a job in the Foreign Office or something working here because all these kids are coming up going, "Hey!" And he just looks down at his shoes. No, no, no. I'm not high fiving anybody. We were good, uh, David, you and myself. We we went in with. I had to butt out of them because one bloke really hurt my wrist. I could have it strapped up. It's about a 14 year old girl. <laughs> I had to have it strapped up after the match. Yeah. You're going to sue, are you? <laughs> I might do actually. Now on yeah. tour, we've not talked about him because he's mm. been very much. Oh, yeah, the radar right, yeah. has been rugby league man. He's been here. Mm. Uh, he's um, well. Look, well, let's let's find out what he's made of the whole uh, process. He I, he hasn't watched a great deal of football. I think he may well explain why. I've got to be honest. I thought I was coming out here for the rugby league World Cup, but I got here and realised the ball was the wrong shape. So I've gone back to what I know and concentrated on the cultural aspect of Russia instead. First off, I attended the Marius Petaipa tribute concert. I thought it was a type of potato, but it was a celebration of the 200th anniversary of the great ballet dancer. The Kremlin Ballet performed the best scenes from La Corsaire. Then I went to see Hippler Gertz Marver at the Plekhanov Hall. The renowned opera singer performed an unusual programme of famous operatic arias in a jazz style for three pianos. And I rounded it off by attending the Transcription of Colour exhibition at the Zill Culture Centre. It was an attempt to recreate a Hungarian painting on stage using lights, costumes and choreography. Not me neither. And don't worry, I haven't forgotten the fashion news. I can reveal the Cossack hats are very much on vogue in Moscow right now. There we are, rugby <laughs> yeah. league man taking well, in the ballet. Great to hear him. Art galleries. I didn't see him actually. I haven't seen him around. I, I don't know. Well, you can't. He's about six foot five, isn't <laughs> That's he? That's very true. His yeah. nose all over his face. You <laughs> can't. Right. You, you can't miss him. He's really so cultured, isn't he, for a man? It's like nice. It's yeah, nice. It's really he, didn't, like, he wasn't massively into the football. Where the ball's <laughs> no, the wrong shape yeah, and all no, that. No, that can happen. Got it. So, um, still to come. Uh, we'll, we're going to be uh, chatting to Henry Winter a little bit later on. Andy, I think I'm, I've got time for you to do a little bit more here. Well, I've got, got a few bit. bits. Uh, we've had some revelations here. You know, the newsreader Serena Farrell does a fine job in the morning. Yeah. We discovered that she's an heir to a fairground business. And, that, uh, yeah, why are you bringing that up? Well, because uh, something that happened. I can't <laughs> wait to me. Well, you said anything. <laughs> anything well, no, not anything that comes off the top. They said, okay, well, look, it's <laughs> out there. The genie's out the bottle now, and I'm sure she's delighted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to. I just Goodness wanted to. sake. 
I just what do you want to say now? I just wanted to climb on the back of Alan's chair. Like, you know they do at the fair when they yeah. spin him round. Yeah. I thought it would be quite good. Scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> and um, Well, you know, these, these things are there. I could give you an Alan Wicker, one of the ones from <laughs> St. Petersburg, but if you like, but uh, I don't have to. I enjoyed very much your view of the trendy poster at the Adidas Box Park. Do you remember that? When the, the thing said creativity and you started to say you hate these type of posters. I can't, yeah, it's just, they don't make any sense, do they? It's, it seems your exact words were, quite a lot of the boot and, what did I actually say? Creativity, hat stand, words, lollipop. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, somebody in, in an office at one of the big boot or kit companies, they come up with four random words and put them in no discernible order with a picture of a famous player. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, we still haven't tried Baltica beer. Uh, yeah. One to nine. In, well, we should do in Kaliningrad because Baltica are the team here in that's Kaliningrad right. and that's the local beer. That's the you know, that's your local carling situation, as Glenn would call According it. According to Arter, our fixer, the one who actually stays with us as opposed to go on holiday, try to kill us and only be here for one night. <laughs> We've got oh, Andy's made friends all over <laughs> Russia. <laughs> is uh, apparently the best one is a Len Goodman. Seven. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Said. Now he that's said right. it like that. He, Baltica, he, he knows it, Len Goodman. It's it's a bit like Metaxa <laughs> that you go through the card. You start off uh, the, as Al Murray would call the cooking lager. That's number one, and then you work you up to ten, which you drink on a park bench in your underpants. <laughs> so we think a bit like the Metaxa situation. I've come very Glen Hoddle. Uh, you get the sort of about six or seven yeah. is is the kind of thing that we're going to give it a try at the we have got to try the local brew. I think so. <laughs> Jolly good idea. Anything else? Oh, I don't know. You're only going to shoot me down in Well, I don't know. Just, you've got, <laughs> have you got any other personal information that probably quite a lot of the TalkSport staff might like made public? I don't know if you've got anything else. You've got any got his blood group? Or? <laughs> I picked up a carrot salad at lunch one time because I was des- desperate for vegetables. Yeah. But even that turned out to be pickled. And I decided that everything is pickled. Wilfred Pickles would have loved it. Well, you were it. pickled in uh, <laughs> Sochi that <laughs> afternoon on the old vodka. Pick- well pickled. Pickles the dog is a national hero in this place. Well, I think he would be, yeah. <laughs> he would be, yeah. Absolutely. And we haven't mentioned the Illogical Crossings, a fine band. What, they yeah, were. they were good. I got their first album. <laughs> yeah, this was a situation in St. Petersburg yeah. where we just wanted to cross the road at a place that seemed quite logical, as it was the nearest point to get to the yeah. other side. And the uh, the copper on duty made us do a complete detour of three separate crossings to get back to our own the point where we wanted to be. So we yeah. called it. Ill- Logical crossings. We did. Um, I'm really sad I've not met anybody called Gus out here. Oh, really? Because after, I mean, they would be 10 years old, which would be a bit weird. But um, in Siberia, especially, where we haven't been either, Mm. uh, after he did such a good job, Gus Hiddink, for Mm. them, and he's out here working on telly and doing TV ads with... uh, Zach Galifianakis, who's a very old combo, really, yeah. on Russian telly. Wearing but, um, lederhosen for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I'm wearing lederhosen. He, um, went, there was a load of gusses uh, named in commemoration. Uh, parents were overwhelmed with how brilliantly uh, Russia did. And it, they say it's a word that doesn't kind of work particularly well in the English language. It's, uh, in the Russian language, it sounds very odd. But lots of baby gusses uh, all over <laughs> really? Siberia. Really? Anyway, what a useful fact. Oh, I've got another fact. Oh, yeah. for, courtesy of Kevin Miles from the Football Supporters oh, yeah. Federation. There are three lines. Lions uh, fans in that they put together for everybody out here. John Stones has scored as many goals in this World Cup as 12 countries that are competing in it. That's amazing, isn't it? It's incredible. Well done, right, John. I'm going to do one because we've been doing Alan Wickers all over the place. Yeah, we, right? And he walks around with our <laughs> producer, John, who's basically him in poor soul <laughs> in about th- 40 years' time. And uh, we, we've, we walked past, we drove past TGI Fridays, a branch of them, and uh, Alan was there and he was doing one of his pieces. Yeah. Cameron, he went, Trevor George Ivan Friday used to be a London taxi driver until he arrived in Moscow and no one ate on a Friday. Now he's Russia's richest man. <laughs> <laughs> he invited me aboard his 29 million foot yacht to count his money, etc., yeah. etc. Et and you've been doing that, and I've been wandering down uh, doing the same things, but as John Arlott. <laughs> TGI Friday. <laughs> what a. Maze Bounty. What a player. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Walked up with Dennis Compton and scored 200. Yeah, we did all that. That's yeah. what you do in Russia. I know. Uh, well, that's what we do to When you're working ourselves. at the football, yeah, just uh, go and do Lally, basically. <laughs> There we are. That was the. Andy's already wound up the podcast. I have nothing more to say apart from thanks for listening and downloading the podcast, which he said about an hour ago. Well, I was hoping they wouldn't even listen. Okay. <laughs> but do, yes, thank you very much for uh, listening to the shows. We are back on Wednesday in a normal one till four slot. So it's been a joy. And uh, yeah, we will catch up with you soon.
alternative. Okay, fair enough. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here. <laughs> 